We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. They're going to kill this bullpen, you know. On a night where the Sox took a lead of 10-4, good buddy, facing a team that will not be confused with the powerhouse Dodgers, there were some late side white knuckle moments before finally the curtain came down on Toronto and the Red Sox did survive 10-8. That's the good news. They're back on track. They even gained a game on the Yankees thanks to a, a three-homer game from Travis Darnot. That's baseball, Susan. And this is a podcast. Damn good one, too. Sox Daily is what we call it. Here's the cheesy theme song that comes with it. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. Sox win by two, having led by six, but a win is a win is a win these days. And yes, they gain a game on the pinstripe pinheads. They're back to nine games out with 68 to play. Josh Lewin with you. And before we get to the Monday game at Fenway, some first things first. Before the game, it came down that some roster moves were being made. Hector Velazquez sent down. That one was kind of expected after he gave up the goods to the Dodgers on Sunday night. Ryan Weber up to take his place. Third trip to Fenway this year for the veteran Weber. Three starts, three relief appearances, an Austin, Texas area Cody RA of 5-1-2. But the big news was a DFA, a so long to Eduardo Nunez. And, yeah, I, I mean, I get it. Uh, minus 1.3 war this year, OPS of 548. Only two home runs. Did have five stolen bases. It's the end of a weird era. 812 at-bats as a Red Sox over three years. 218 hits. It's one fewer than Juan Beniquez. One more than Will Cordero. And about 20 more than Lou Merloni, if you're scoring at home. It's around 200th all-time on the Red Sox list. And there were some moments. I mean, and I always appreciated Nunez's infectious laugh, his good nature, his vague resemblance to an Easter Island statue. And I know some of you will remember him simply for falling down like he was on roller skates in the playoffs all the time last year. But he had some really big hits in 17 and 18. The biggest probably the pinch hit three-run home run in his first World Series at bat off Alex Wood. Seventh inning, as I recall, but the Red Sox up 8-4 to four in Game 1. First pinch hit homer of his career. First pinch hit home run in a World Series since 2009. He had the opening day inside the Parker in Tampa Bay last year. He had a couple walk-off hits at Fenway this year. And a career on-base percentage, it's okay. With a 694 is what he was as a Red Sox. 430th on the all-time list of Sox hitters, right around uh, Will Middlebrooks and Rick Miller. Hey, if you want to win a bar bet with your buddies, here's what some research has revealed. If you go minimum eight trips to the plate, who are the all-time Red Sox OPS leaders? I mean, forget about Ted Williams for a second. Did you guess Quentin Berry and Carlos Rivero? I know you did. In 2013, Quentin Berry 
uh, made a little cameo from Pawtucket, went five for eight with a walk, one of those hits a home run. Carlos Rivero's cameo was 2014, four for seven with a walk and a home run. Those guys had OPSs of around 2,000. Ted Williams only had an 1116. Splendid splinter my butt. Quentin Berry, baby. I mean, did Teddy Ballgame ever homer against the Orioles closing day? Oh, wait, he did. And John Updike wrote a famous essay about it. Oh, I, I stand corrected. Hub fans bid Quentin Berry adieu. Do a book report on that, sixth graders. Good luck. Uh, so Nunez DFA'd. Same with Thornburg. Swihart earlier this year. Sam Travis comes up. And maybe he'll get a chance here to, to actually play. 329 batting average last month at Pawtucket. Maybe this is his time. People forget he was a second-round pick out of a solid baseball program, Indiana, right around the time the Dodgers popped Alex Verdugo in that very same draft. Here's a fun fact. Uh, the Sox rank 26th right now in production out of first base post-April, if you go from May 1st on. And Pierce being a wipeout this year, Moreland being a hurt, Bigger losses than a lot of people would, would initially give credit for. But anyway, let's go to, to Sox and Jays, game one of a four-game series. And following this four-game series, that's almost it between these two teams. They've got a three-game series in Canada in September, but that's it. This is a stretch now of 10 games out of 21 against each other head-to-head. And then they bid each other adieu for a while. Sox had come in 35-15 and 15 against the Jays since the start of 2017, they had won 12 of their last 16 home games against Toronto, but they had lost each of the last two, both in really disappointing fashion right before that trip to London. This one was uh, kind of all Boston early. They got, they got five in the first. And, you know, th- this is weird because th- they got four runs total in 12 innings the night before. And suddenly the Sox are in this thing where they can't not score a bunch of runs right out of the chute. For most of the year, they were 29th in the majors in first inning runs, which is ridiculous considering you've got Betts and Benny and Bogarts and Devers and J.D. Martinez all hitting at the top of the order. But all of a sudden, here's this river of first inning runs. It started in London where they had the six and the four. They went to Toronto and got four in the first. And they've had a couple twos, a couple threes, and now a five in the first inning since then. Big blow in this five-run first, a 421-foot salami by the ice horse, Michael Chavis, he leaves very little doubt when he hits them. This one was up by the light tower on top of the monster. And the Sox would soon get another five-run inning. They had five more in the third, and they'd need it because Rick Porcello had given up two in the second, two in the third. Porcello had come in with the fourth-worst ERA in the league among qualifying starters. Thank you, Aaron Sanchez, Ronaldo Lopez, and Ivan Nova. But at least he gutted out six innings, and that saved the bullpen just enough. The five runs in another inning for the Red Sox, that was the bottom of the third. Two-run double from Benintendi, the biggest hit of that inning. And three innings into this one, the Sox were actually 9 for 18 with 10 runs scored. This was not Hyunjin Ryu on the mound in this one. Uh, A visiting dugout turns its lonely eyes to Ryu. Trent Thornton, Sam Gavilio, and Joe Biagini, they're not Hyunjin Ryu, as for darn sure. Although Edwin Jackson came on after that and looked really good, which is odd. But uh, Xander Bogarts, another good night. Uh, Sixth Red Sox ever with a hit, a run, and an RBI in seven straight games. You can say hello to Ted Williams, Bobby Doerr, Jimmy Fox, Joe Cronin, and Troy O'Leary is the other name on that list now, along with the X-Factor, who had homered in three straight games coming in. 
and uh, very, very solid rate of play from Xander Bogarts. Did get to the All-Star game after all, and he jolly well deserved it. Bogarts and Mike Trout, the only American League players with a 300 batting average, 20 home runs, and the uh, the fielding war is, is very strong this year. Just a great overall season for XB. This game did become close in the eighth inning when Ryan Brazier failed to hold what was a 10-4 lead. Four runs charged to his ledger. The second Devers error of the night didn't help, but come on, 15 pitches, you allow four runs. Barnes had to come on to get that final out, but uh, they got through it. Workman came on to knock it down. We'll talk more about him in just a bit. Bogarts and Devers, though, let's talk about them. 31 runs batted in this month. That's the most of any duo in the majors. Mookie sitting 400 in July. He scored a run in 10 straight games. And a guy who has not had a good July did step up Monday night. We mentioned Andrew Benintendi. A couple of hits. Three runs batted in. He spoke with the WEEI broadcast booth after the game. But back here at Fenway, Red Sox win it 10-8. to And Andrew Benintendi started the scoring with a rocket in the right with the bases loaded in the first inning and had a wall ball double to drive in two more in the five-run third. Uh, Andrew, you used the whole field tonight, really hit some shots. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just trying to go up there and hit the ball hard, and, you know, wherever it goes, it goes. It seemed as though uh, you and everybody else was hitting the ball pretty hard for a while, and Michael Chavis gets his first grand slam home run there in the first inning and got things kind of off to a a rousing start. Yeah, I mean, um, I think we did a good job putting pressure on early, and, um, you know, everybody knows what Chavis can do, and uh, he got a pitch he liked and hit it a mile. Well, you get the look like a high fastball that you attacked there in the first inning off the starter, Thornton. Were you looking for that? Yeah, I mean, I was just looking for something, honestly, to get to the outfield and just hopefully get in one. And um, I was able to get on top of it and, and hit a line drive. So, um, yeah, I was just looking for something up, up in the zone and over the plate. Seemed like this one uh, ended up a little more tense at the end than, than maybe we thought for a while. It looked as though this was pretty safely in hand, but give the Blue Jays credit, they never stopped battling. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, they're, they're, you know, a young team, and um, you know, they swing the bat. And, I mean, I don't know how many hits they ended up with, but um, they're, they're tough to strike out. And um, Yeah, I mean, it's never over until it's over, so you got to get 27 outs. And um, until then, it's, you know, you got to be on your toes. Andrew, you had a couple of days to work on things before the break, and uh, it's a process, certainly. What are some of the things you've learned and you know, some of the adjustments you've made? Yeah, I mean, um, that was like the worst time for me personally to have the all-star break. But uh, um, just just keep it going up there and keeping it simple and um, working on a few things. And, um, you know, the results right away weren't a huge issue for me, I think. Um, if I went up there and, and put some good swings on the ball and, you know, if I didn't get a hit, you know, at least I put a good swing on it. But, um, you know, before the break, it was nice to get a few hits and, uh, you know, nice to start off this series with a few as well. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Andrew. Congratulations. All right, thank you, guys. All right, there's Ben Intendi. And, you know, let's keep this in perspective. A year ago, he was very close to being an all-star. He had entered the all-star break hitting 297, And his slugging percentage, I believe, was up around 520. He was an extra base machine for a while. 14 homers, 25 doubles, even five triples through the first 90 games last year. And you're thinking, okay. I get why the Red Sox drafted him number seven overall in 2015. He is not Mr. Hard Contact this year. He is not Mr. Consistent. He's striking out a lot. The numbers are weighed down. Slugging percentage is 420, not 520. But good for Benny. He needed a night like this, and he got it. 
Alex Cora had him fifth in the batting order Monday night. It worked out. A lot of things worked out for Alex Cora in this one after not being the case in that Dodger game Sunday. Here's the manager talking to the media after the win. I think it started with Benny. Um, you know, he put a good swing, kept the line moving, and then he put a good swing. Michael didn't do what he did, but uh, it, was, it was a good start of the inning. You know, Mookie getting on base and, and so on and so on. JD controlling the zone. There were some positives offensively today, so that was a good time. Did you see improvement from Porcello over the last two or we, three? We found something like in the third inning and uh, started using certain pitches and, and you know, the use of the swings. You know, they, they changed after they, they, in the beginning, you know, it seemed like they were screwing some pitches up and started using his changeup a little bit more, uh, mixing up his four-seamer and, and the at-bats were a lot different. You know, I looked there for a while that it was only three innings and... Um, talking to Dana, making adjustments, you know, he was able to give a six. With Porcello, the fastball velocity seems like it's a bit down this year. You know, the swings and misses are, are fewer. How, how, how challenging is it to, you know, to be able to carve up a lineup when you're, when you're working with, you know, 90? Um, I mean, he can do it. We know that. You know, it's just a matter of uh, um, just executing, executing pitch, uh, pitches and, and mixing up, you know, the... It, the off speed, adding his changeup, you know, he got away from it a little bit there, you know, um, a few weeks ago, and now he's back, you know, using his breaking ball early in counts. Uh, you got to keep working, you know, and uh, you know, he got a good four seamer, a good sinker. Like I said, he's versatile enough that he can go different ways. Um, he didn't look pretty in the beginning, but uh, after that, he figured some uh, things out, and uh, he was able to go six. Uh, what did you see from, from Brazier? From Brazier? Yeah. Um, an O2 hanging slider to Smoke, uh, slider to Jensen. You know, he stay on it. Um, just uh, not not quality pitches put guys away. And um, it's been going, going on for a while. We've been getting getting hurt a lot in, with two strikes. And uh, we, we need to bury guys. You know, we got, we got the stuff. Um, we just... We can't make mistakes in those situations. So, you know, today's a game that we, you know, we had to go to, you know, Barnsley and then work. And uh, I know they're trying to do the best. I know they're trying to execute, but we have to do it. You know, and it's just uh, if we're gonna pull this off, we we have to be better and and you know, all all around. You know, um, we won, but we you know we we made some mistakes throughout. You know, and we we gotta keep improving. We gotta keep improving. You know, and. Uh, uh, that's something that we'll we'll keep tackling, you know, every day and until we get it. We're good. Thank you. All right, cool. Thank you, Alex Cora. We mentioned Brandon Workman got the save, and who would have ever guessed that he would be the most reliable Boston reliever for the length of this season? Guy wasn't throwing even 90 miles an hour at the start of spring training. We wondered if he'd even make the team. Instead, if you look at his numbers, compare them to Adam Ottavino's, they're almost exactly the same. Donut for donut, bagel for bagel. Well, I shouldn't say bagel because of that viral video now of short bagel guy freaking out. I feel for short bagel guy. He was having a rough day. Kind of like a, a, a I don't know, should I say it? A Red Sox bullpen kind of day. They got to get that right. They got to get Evaldi going. He's still a few days away. Be very nice to have him back. Meantime, as for the starting rotation, here comes Andrew Kashner. In the game on Tuesday night, he'll make his Red Sox debut. He'll do it wearing number 48. 
They did not retire it for Pablo Sandoval or Tony Fossis or Lee Arthur Smith or John Henry Johnson. Cashner's uh, 32 years old, 9-3 and three this year for Baltimore. That's impossible because the Orioles, as you know, are hot garbage. 3.83 ERA in 17 starts. He's been great of late. 1.4 ERA in his five starts since the start of June. He has not allowed a home run in that time. And the Mike Napoli beard is a plus as well. For Toronto, it's going to be Jacob Wagaspeck, the winner of the random first name small town in Rhode Island last name contest. It was between uh, Eric Pennecook, Jed Narragansett, Mike Kanachit, and uh, Jacob Wagaspeck. He's got an ERA of five for a team that's got an ERA of 4.9, which is 25th in the majors. And their team batting average is 29th in the majors, although you'd never know it from how they've clubbed the Sox bullpen around specifically. Last three games at Fenway for Toronto, they have averaged close to eight runs a game. For the year, they're averaging six a game against Boston, batting average above 260. Against everybody else, 3.9 runs a game. They're hitting 226. This is not a good stat. Red Sox home ERA, their last 20 games, is also close to six right now. I don't enjoy giving you these stats. I'm, I just have them, and I, I thought they're useful, so that's kind of a weird way to end what was supposed to be a positive podcast, but we are now coming to a close. Andrew Kashner, go get him, kid. Red Sox back to within nine of the Yankees with a 10-8 to win on Monday night. This is Josh Lewin. Thanks so much for tuning in. We call it Sox Daily. Bye-bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.